0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just wish we could go today. Amen. Anybody get weary of life besides me here today? Yeah. Just get weary of sickness and death and trouble and heartache and things that people go through. Our world is certainly in a terrible, terrible condition. Not only spiritually, but naturally. We got floods. We've got over a third of the country of of uh, Pakistan um, underwater. Been underwater in the last few days. Millions of people affected by it. Our west, and the out west, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, California, burning up. And then they got a flood that's washing much of California away after the drought. So. One thing after another after another. I say, Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 I certainly want to be ready for that, don't you? Amen. We want to live every day of our life that'll be pleasing to the Lord. Uh, Lord Willow will be having um, <clears throat> another um, question and answers for the youth tomorrow night. And uh, I was kind of waiting on the weather to see if it's going to be able to have it in the pavilion. But it looks like we'll be able to, to do that. So. Those of you that would like to come for that probably won't be able to live stream it, but we'll try to record it. for Those of you that'd like to hear it, and um, also we'd like for you to remember Erica, if you would. She'll be going back down to Nashville this week, and they'll be putting the um, radioactive—best way I know to describe it it's like radioactive seeds in her liver, and um, they'll be staying there inside of her liver. So naturally have all kinds of side effects, but we're praying that the Lord will minimize the side effects and increase the effectiveness of it. Right. Would you help us pray to that effect? I certainly do appreciate it. I hate to ask you to pray for us because I know you've got so many problems and troubles yourself, but I believe we can bear one another's burdens, Amen. don't you? Amen. Let's just bow our heads together. How many would like to be remembered today before the Lord? God bless you. <clears throat> Father, we love you today. We thank you for your mercy to us, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity once again that we can stand here, Lord, in your presence and with your children. We're asking you, Lord, that you would help us in this service. Father, you know the needs of all that are present and those that will be streaming, and we're just bringing all of our needs and our desires before you, Lord. We can't make it without you in this life. We need you so much every day. We're just praying that you would help us, Lord. Each of us have different things that we're facing and things that we're going through. and We know that you promised us that you'd be with us and that you'd help us. And We're just asking for that today. Now we come to the, what the prophet called the most important part of the service, and that is the hearing of the Word. And we know that it takes the Spirit of God to help us to hear. Each one of us that has this sense of hearing and ears on the side of our head, and we can be able to hear, but it don't mean that we can actually hear. So we pray the Spirit of God would give us the ability to hear your word today. May we be able to take it and apply it to our lives. and May it change us, make, it, make us better people, Father. Well, I ask for your help for me today, Lord, that you'd help me to get out of the way, shut my mouth to anything that would displease you. We commit the service to you now, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Let's turn to the book of Ruth, if you would, chapter 3, today, verse 12. This is part of the division of um, the mystery of Ruth's life. Brother Benham divides it into four different stages. And this one, ironically, is called Ruth's Resting. But when you read the scriptures that we're going to use today, you think, how in the world can anybody rest with this going on? Ruth 3, verse 12. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman. Howbeit, there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning, that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well... Let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of the kinsman to thee, then I will do the part of the kinsman to thee. As the Lord liveth, lie down until the morning. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came unto the floor. Also he said, "Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee and hold it." And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her, and she went into the city. May the Lord bless his words. you may be seated. I can imagine her happiness was so shattered. She's wondering, how can this ever be pleasing to God? She's, according to the Jewish history, 40 years old, and Boaz is supposedly 80. For him, it was like, no doubt, a dream that had come true. Something that would seem impossible, and yet it was so close to being a reality and she was happy and she was so elated because of what she had been taught and what she had found out and now she's hearing that there's one closer to her than Boaz. How can this ever work out for good? How could this ever be anything but chaos? she has strong feelings for this man and no doubt he does her and see my like everything has worked in such a way that this would have to be the will of god wouldn't it but now he's telling her that there is one more who is actually closer kin now we closed out on this a couple of weeks ago to me when i look at this i see Christ and his bride so perfectly. The Lord never has to do anything underhandedly. He never has to do anything in a dishonest way. But he can always be able to do things according to his word and be up front and be exactly what it should be. I think we as Christians ought to be the same way. And I want you to notice this notable character of Boaz. That he could have kept this secret. How is it that Naomi did not know that Elimelech's brother was still alive? We don't know. How is it that Josephus and others call his name Toad? How is it that she did not know that he was alive? And knowing that that he was a closer kinsman than Boaz. Somehow it had failed through the cracks as we'd say. They didn't know it. And Naomi is so convinced that this is the will of God. So she sends Ruth on this journey, tells her to change her clothes, take off her garments of widowhood, and put on her garments of prenuptial clothes, which she's going to go and appear as a bride-to-be. Naomi would have never done that had she felt like there was a possibility of someone standing between her and Boaz. To me, it's a mystery. I can't say that I understand it. Unless it was so sovereignly given she was operating under the anointing of sovereignty instead of circumstantial evidence. That she believed somehow that God had orchestrated that Ruth and Boaz be together. Now, but Ruth in herself, hearing that this other person was there, and this other person must have the right of choice to be able to receive the offer first. You know, I I, I see in this a, a reality of the true bride that in this setting is something that is a display of true Christianity. True Christianity cannot be based upon feelings, emotions, I think, I feel, I believe, It must be based on God's own word and God's own character. Now, he knew that this could be a costly situation. If I present this to this man, what if he decides to usurp his right of claim? What if he says, okay, no problem, I'll do it, which he did. But whenever he heard about the circumstances that were involved, then he recants and says, no, 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 I can't do that. But Boaz did not know for sure what he would say. But to him, what mattered was honesty and integrity. I'm now describing to you the bride of Jesus Christ. I believe there's a people on the earth that are a people of character, a people of integrity, a people that match their husband, the Lord Jesus. Anybody else here believe that with me today? I believe I'm looking at some of them right now. Now I want you to notice that whenever Brother Branham runs a parallel between folks that say they are believers and folks that actually are our believers that there's quite a difference between them. And it's not always noticeable just by their dress. It's not just noticeable that the sisters will have long hair and they'll have long dresses and the brothers don't wear dresses, praise the Lord and the brothers don't dress, dress like women. And, you know, but the, the difference is much more than our clothes. It is the indwelling nature and character that is God's own nature himself. Now Brother Ram is gonna describe about Lot and Abraham. But brother, what did Abraham do? They started fussing, so Abraham said, Now Lot, before we have any quarrels between us, you separate yourself from me, And I from you. Now you look any way you want to. You take your choice. Oh my goodness. That's the way a Christian does. How many Christians we got here today? Well, I'm hoping the rest of you get saved before you leave. Now, listen to this carefully. You take your choice, that's the way a Christian does. Giving them the benefit of the doubt, take your choice. You go east, I'll go west. You go north, I'll go south. Well, I give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, right quick, that backslider wanted to look for the easiest road. Now watch, by the choice of righteousness, will always display the weakness of the backslider. You see, had Abraham made his choice first, he would have never went towards Sodom in the first place because Abraham knew that was not going to be conducive for the Spirit of God to manifest the promise out of his and Sarah's life. He had no desire to live among the Sodomites. Well, I agree with him, I don't either. And the more we're getting around us, the more homesick I get and want to leave this crazy place. But I want you to notice, even if Abraham would have took the first choice, you know where Abraham would have went? Exactly where he wound up in the end. Why? That was God's choice. You see, even a real Christian about where they work, and the kind of job that they have, even where they go to church. A real Christian does not look and say, well, I wanna go to this church and I pick that church. That's not a real Christian. A real Christian says, God, where do you want me to go? Now, you see, my personal choice, as far as me as a human being, I would have never left Monticello, Kentucky. If it was left up to me, I would still be there. I had a whole lot less trouble, a whole lot less anxiety. Nobody knew me. I wasn't hardly known around the message. I certainly wasn't known around the world. I would have much rather been there humanly than I would have come here. But one of the differences between me and other people is I'm a servant. I have a servant's heart. So I don't do what I choose. I don't go to the church I want to go to. Happy Valley wouldn't have been my first choice. Now, not that I dislike you all, but I just knew there was going to be such an increase of everything that I was going to face. But if that's what the Lord wanted, then that's what I want because more than anything in the world, I want to please him. I mean, it feels the same way. We want to please him. Now pleasing him doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna please us. I'm sure you've found out the same as I have. Many times pleasing him certainly don't line up with pleasing me. And Abraham knew that God had something for his life. Now what? so he looked over and he seen Sodom, a lot of water, the Jordan swept through there. It was a paradise almost like Eden. So he said, I'll take this way and I'll leave his poor uncle with all those cattle and things out there on the barren lands. Yeah, here you go, that's a backslider. The backslider choosing the easier way. That's just the way they do. And Laodicea, that's exactly what they are doing. That's why they will not make the bride. But the bride chooses God's way. Now Abraham knew that this was not gonna be easy, but he knew it was the word of the Lord. Notice when Lot separated himself, jump on down there a bit, God saw that great move. Listen how God recognized it. It was a great move that Abraham had done that great thing that he had submitted himself that he had submitted himself and gave his brother the benefit of the doubt and took the lower part. Mama, help me, Jesus. And took the lower part and let Abraham, or Lot, I mean, with his great fine refines and things like that, he went down and perhaps become the mayor of the city and set in the gate to be the judge and his wife become the leader of all the societies and everything down there the way she lived. Now Abraham did not want that in the first place. He had the choice but yet what he did was he let Lot make his choice first. Notice again he says in another place Lot come up and started arguing and fussing over the pasture or the ground. Abraham said look east, west, north, south. You take this way I'll take the other. That's a Christian spirit. I'll take the worst side, if it has to be. How many Christians we got here among us today? Oh my goodness, less hands than the first time. Boy, if I keep preaching by the time I get done, we're all going to have to be on the altar. Now, you see, there's something about us as humans. Every one of us are born selfish. Now, believe me, being a pastor for many, many years, 40 now, and having counseled many people with marital problems and things like that, and one of the basic principles that I've found is selfishness is what causes so much problems. It causes marital problems, it causes sibling problems, it causes church problems, it causes so many problems in our lives as human beings, and it's based upon the selfish nature that each one of us are born with. Now, it's hard to imagine that in the beginning, Adam and Eve had no selfishness at all. Can you imagine being a mortal on the earth, and you had no selfishness? No fear, no no wrong desires, no motives, but as soon as they forfeited our rights to the tree of life and we were born after sex desire, then every human being thereafter was born selfish. Now, some definitely have got a mega dose well don 't tell them I have to preach an amen too. But some, you know, some have more than others. Now, every one of us have an element of it, but some seem to really have a big baptism of it. I mean, they've got it so bad. But every one of us deal with an element of selfishness. And so what's amazing is that the new birth does not totally eradicate selfishness out of our human makeup. It's like the spirit of God within the soul gives us the ability to start bringing into subjection our flesh. Forget the idea that your flesh, or this whole human part, will ever be perfected. Forget it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your prayers. You're wasting your meditation thinking, how can I get this perfect? You can never do it. But what you wanna focus on is not getting it perfect, but making it subject. And there is a great world of difference. Now, notice then looking at this attitude about selfishness. Now, I'm not saying that Abraham did not deal with this as well. No doubt he did. And no doubt he thought about himself. Well, if I could do that and I could do that, that would actually be better for me and my family and my, you know, my, my herds people and all of that. Why should I be the one to give it up? Why should I give it to Lot? Why ain't nothing but a penny no-how? I know that already. I can tell by his behavior. There's no way that he's bright and material the way I am. So if I'm bride, why not take the very best of everything? Now there you see, we're mixing Laodicea in with the message. It won't work. Now notice this, I'll take the worst side if it has to be. Go ahead, we're brethren, let's not argue. Again, he says, when Abraham being a real representative of Christianity said, you take your choice of which side of the land you want. A Christian Oh my goodness. We need to take these quotes out here and paste them on our arms and our foreheads and put them in your wallet. Uh, Put this on your Facebook deal, whatever you do on all that. A real, a Christian, imagine, a Christian will always. Help me, Jesus. Oh, now I see more hands up, praise the Lord. Y'all are alive, thank God. A Christian will always give you the benefit of the doubt. And of course, he pitched his tent toward the big times. Wow. The big times in Sodom and Gomorrah and backslid. All he had was burn up later, just like every lukewarm believer will be. All your goods will be tried by fire and your works And it'll be burned. But then after Lot separated himself from Abraham, Abraham was dwelling in the land, and God appeared to Abraham and told him that the whole land belonged to him. It's all yours, look, east, west, north, south, it's every bit yours, it all belongs to you. Isn't it amazing, after he gave up, what seemed to be was his, God turns around and tells him, now because you did that, I give you everything. I wonder if that's why sometimes we don't have more in God. Because God will put us in a spot to see what we will do, not knowing, he himself knew the outcome, but us not knowing that if we will take the lower road, if we will go, you know, you realize some people, they just don't have it in them to humble themselves. Some people, they would rather die than say they were wrong. They just can't hardly do it. I'm talking about Christians, and believe me, a lot of preachers are the same way. I've dealt with them for decades. To find a preacher that can say he was wrong, well, you have found a crown king. I can tell you that right now. Because it's so hard for so many to say, I was wrong, I messed up. You know what, I I must be at the wrong church, friends. I am so sorry. I thought I was preaching to Happy Valley this morning. I, I must've wound up in Stinkin' Creek. Oh. Oh my. Now, look, friends. This is just as much a part of the message as the seven thunders and the seven seals and the trumpets and... Oh my. <laughs> That's exactly right. Watch this. He says, you notice Abraham, he didn't fuss with a lot. He said, we're brethren, we must not argue. But you lift up your head and go any way you wanna go. If you go east, I'll go west. You go north, I'll go south. That's the Christian attitude. Be willing to give the other man the best. Let's just stand and we'll all be dismissed and go home. For why? What made Abraham do it? He knew that he was promised by God he would inherit the whole thing anyhow. So then a tent or a, carriage, a cottage, why should we care? The whole thing belongs to us. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It all belongs to us. Now listen to this, this is the reason why you wanna do less than you. This is why you wanna treat them this way. So give the man the best of the choice if he wants to. Maybe that's all he'll ever get. Maybe that's all he'll ever get. None of us like to be treated bad, do we? Anybody here like to be treated bad? All y'all do? Oh, wow. Any of us, none of us like to be treated bad. But yet... If we have to be treated bad for the cause of the right, let it be. True principle and the Spirit of God moved on Boaz's heart. Brother Greg, did he understand the outcome? Probably didn't. You imagine it was very scary, Brother Larry. Because knowing Tob what type of a man that he was, Now this made it even more difficult because Boaz had now developed human attachment for Ruth. Now no doubt he could have said, this must be the will of God. It must be the will of God. I can tell by the way she looks at me and the way that I look at her and look at her. She sought me out on the threshing floor. This must be the will of God. So really, do I have to do this? I mean, In reality, this must be the will of God for us to be together. So why if I don't just say anything about it? I mean, I found $1,000 in the pew sitting out where Brother John Hornyak was sitting after church. And really, the Lord knows that I owe $1,000 debt. Should I really have to mention that to Brother John? You better. <laughs> but isn't it amazing what we consider blessing. So say Brother John lost $1,000 out of his pocket, I doubt that he's like me, he up that much in his lifetime. But yet if he did, and his loss, you quickly change and identify as your blessing. Wow, it's amazing how we Christians are, isn't it? Thank you Jesus, I, I, I think I might preach this again next Sunday, and the next Sunday. <laughs> It's, it's amazing how things change the way we look at it and how do we look at it most of the time from our selfish perspective. Well, you see, God's given me this and done that and yet hurts this person and that one and that one and that one for you to get that? Oh my. You know, the greatest victory that Boaz has now been able to attain was victory over himself. It must have been so heart-wrenching. Oh my. To think he would lose her. Now the next one in the parable that is the closest of kin to us. Y'all ready? You know who it is? The devil the devil. Man alive, I thought it was bad having some of my kin in my family. They look pretty mild compared to my closest kin was the devil himself. Notice what he tells her. He said in verse 13, tarry this night and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman well, let him do the kinsman part. You may have said, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want him to do that. Well, why are you telling me this? Why are you saying this? I don't want him to do that. He's, he's not done one good thing for me. I want you, not him. Notice this, the prophet said the next morning when she woke up. Now remember those of you that have seen the movie Ruth the one that was dead in 60 or 61, whichever it was, it was 60 actually goes this, prior to the time that Brother Brandon preached this sermon here. Uh, if, you'll, if you'll notice that several things in here, it sounds as if though that he saw it, just like he did the Ten Commandments in 1956. And he describes Ruth in this scenario the way the directors did when Ruth come out of her house. So Ruth come out of Naomi's house, and she got there before daylight, and whenever she comes out, going out to the well to get some water, and whenever she does, she's looking down in the well of water, and she sees her image there. And then as she looking at herself, Boaz walks up to the well, and she sees his image too. But as she raises her head to look at Boaz, she can see by the countenance of his face, something is not right. What has happened? His honesty is fixing to devastate her. Can't you see why Christians tell what they call our white lies? Dear Jesus. Mama. She was happy and waiting, and the man came. He had another kinsman that really had an option on the woman first. Have I got time to get that? Well, just a minute and we'll get to part of it anyhow. The next one in the parable that had the option on you was the devil. Because you had sinned and you first belong to him, cause you're his property. Oh my goodness, that ain't good news. That ain't good news, is it? So here we are, we're listening to Kinsman Redeemer, and Brother random has laid this out now. He's been preaching for quite some time and you can hear the people in the background and they're just rejoicing at the word. And now he comes up to this spot and he leaves us hanging right in this situation that our next of kin in the flesh was actually Satan himself. It ain't no wonder we're so rotten. It ain't no wonder we're a bunch of stinkers. Well, come on now. That's why we gotta have the Holy Ghost. That's why a church member, don't you understand why somebody just comes and puts their name on a book? Or even a church member in a message church, well I believe what the prophet said, I live like the devil. Can't you see why they're so vile and corrupt? Because the first nature of their first father dominates their life. And he is so selfish. I've looked for years and searched in the scripture in concordances, in historical references, I have found no place in God's holy word where it ever says the devil has the ability to love. Can you imagine? He, in the beginning, was created. And he is a creature of time. But he was created with the ability to love. No doubt he loved God. And he looked around at angels and he loved them. But when he stepped down from his great position of that mighty archangel, he lost honor. He lost respect. This was the cherubim that stopped the approach. When other angels would come before God, Lucifer would hold out his hand as and say stop. Thou was created perfect until iniquity was found in thee. Thy pipes, thy tablets, and thy harps. And the ability to love when he fell left him. Do you understand there's not one of his children, and he has billions of them.
1: Does he love?
0: His demons don't love. They fuss, they fight, they argue. Or would Satan get his angels? Stole them from God. You see the devil ain't big enough to make his own so he has to steal God's angels. Is that right? Then his kingdom is founded on a diversion away from God's original program. So he divides the angels in heaven and he takes those angels that listen to him and go, that's what he says. It ain't no wonder they can't even get along. You understand them demons don't even like one another. The prophet tells us in victory day, that's what causes war. You understand what's going on in Europe right now? The spirit of Russia got angry at the spirit of Ukraine. And the spirit of Ukraine is get right back at them and then Poland and all the rest of the world, the demon of America. We're under the control of the demon as well. And the demon of America is mad at the demon of Russia. Oh, you say, no, that's Putin and Biden. It's beyond Putin and Biden. It's a warfare and them devils hate one another. Why, their whole kingdom is built out of division and hatred and variance. Oh my. You realize we wasn't even lovable when the Lord Jesus found us. We wasn't lovable. He had to change us. To even make us lovable. Notice the prophet said, You're his property. You were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, come of the world, speaking lies, and he could not redeem it. Notice how he goes into this now about the devil's rights. He could not redeem it, so Christ came and made man take away our sin to redeem us. Do you see it? and the other man couldn't do it. The devil couldn't die for sins because he was the very perverter that made sin. So you see, the next of kinsmen told Boaz, he said, I I can't redeem this, I can't do it, it would mar my inheritance. imagine the devil saying, I don't want that holy roller bride in my house. It wouldn't mar my inheritance as the devil. Why in the world would I want people filled with the Holy Ghost? Why in the world would I want a church of the living God that lines up her life by the word? It would, it would mar my inheritance as the devil to have a bunch of people jumping and shouting and worshiping God and speaking in tongues and believing the message of the hour and casting out devils and doing all that. No, no, no. I don't want none of that in my house. I want people that will laugh at that. I want people that will make fun of that and ridicule it and say, God is dead. God is dead well your God may be but mine is much alive today and he's the same yesterday today and forever and Satan said I don't want none of these type of people they would mar my inheritance I'm glad I'm the type of preacher that Satan say are you kidding me me have Donnie Reagan on my side ain't no way Man, I wouldn't want that guy getting up spitting and slobbering and carrying on the way he does. I ain't nowhere in the world. Ain't that the kind of Christian you wanna be? That Satan looks at you and said, I don't want him, I don't want her, I don't want her, I don't want him. They would mar my reputation. They would mar my inheritance. That's right, devil, because we're part of the kingdom of God. So he would mar his inheritance, the other fellow. And Satan would mar his because he is a devil. He could not become another devil to take away the devil, the first devil. He could not become sin because he already was sin. So here he looked at this and he said, man, I'd love to have that property. Uh I'd love to have that earth. I'd love to have it. But he said, if you get the earth, you've got to marry the Gentile black. Lord, why in the world would I want to marry her? You're talking about Peter and James and John and Bartholomew and Donnie and Ron and Tim and, and Mary and Marcy and you know Jimmy and, and whoever you mean I've got I want the earth but I sure wasn't one of that bunch of holy rollers. Ain't no way, well if you get the earth, you gotta marry her. Okay. Satan said, Well, of course I forgot about one other thing too. I'm already married. And my wife, the World Council of Churches, certainly would not want them bunch of holy rollers. And no doubt they pray, no doubt they still play tapes, they still believe in power of God. No doubt when their babies get sick at night, them mamas will lay their hands right on that baby's head. Oh glory to God, them daddies get down to pray with their wayward children, why they would tear my kingdom all to pieces exactly right but Christ being sinless become a sinner dear Lord now remember Satan offered him an instant kingdom an instant kingdom With only one requirement. Fall down before me and worship me. And it's all yours. A kingdom. Without a calvary. No suffering. No cross. No crucifixion. Oh my. Notice. He says. Every man. No matter whether he's a pope. Priest. Bishop. Whatever he is. He dies because he's a hybrid. I don't care what your mama's name is on your birth certificate or your daddy's. I'm fixing to re- read to you your real mama and real daddy's name. He was born between Satan and Eve. That include Moses. That include Jeremiah. That include Brother Branham. And it definitely includes you and I. Oh my They may call it whatever you want to, it was Satan Eve. The original word had nothing to do with it. The original word was life. He had hybrid it and brought death. So here we are in this dilemma. Every mortal then that breaks the womb is born between the devil and Eve. No other man, no bishop, no pope, no cardinal, no nothing could help you. You're the only one that can do it. Talking about Jesus. Then the conference was standing, Satan was standing there ready to claim the human race. He had rights because they had sinned. Kind of makes us feel like little Ruth this morning, don't it? We look and think, oh my goodness, you mean the one that had the claim on me was the devil himself? Yes. Now listen to me carefully. Our bodies are still, still accessible to Satan's claim. This is why being a believer from your mind is not enough. Because Satan will mess with your mind. Notice this, the prophet said the outside is sin. Do you know that? Do you know your body's sin? Boy, we sure love this pile of sin, don't we? We comb its hair and we brush its teeth and we floss them and we take care of it, oh my. Well, I think I'll do the very best we can so we can get the most service out of it for sure. But you realize, this is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But there's a key here, I'll get to it in a minute. Do you know that it was born in sin, shape and iniquity, come of the world, speaking lies, and that soul is the same way? until that soul died. Wow. And then was born again. Then that soul can't die. The soul that sinned shall die, but he that believeth on me has everlasting life. Then there's an immortal life living in that body. Now that's like a string coming from heaven, like a core. On the inside of man. Now that's the part that's godly. It operates this body. But before this body can ever become perfected. Y'all ready for this? The spirit will bring it in submission to God. Perfection follows submission. Submission leads to perfection. Oh, glory. Glory. Oh my goodness, surely Brother Branham did not use these next words. He must have, I printed this right off the computer. It'll war all the time. I mean, he's got a war all the time. You say, Brother Donnie, I sure do. Bless her heart, she's sitting right here by me. No, no, honey, no, it's you, it ain't her. It's you. Oh my, there's a constant war of the flesh against the spirit. Now watch this in God of this evil age. Now Lord, for the greatest healing of all, if you heal their physical body from cancer, TB, pneumonia, something, they'll get sick again, no doubt, if they live very long for their body is still under sin. Friends, can't you see why you can't trust this with a cell phone in its hand? You can't trust this, that it'll always be honest and people of integrity, this is not regenerated. You need a life on the inside. If your smartphone is smarter than you are, get rid of it and get you one of them old-fashioned models that all you can do is make phone calls. I'd be considered old-fashioned. I'd I'd rather be considered old-fashioned than be considered lost. My Notice he said, let them get the real divine healing. The healing of the soul. Amen. Which makes a new creature, passes from death unto life. Then waiting in this old tabernacle for the redemption of the body. For after the soul has been redeemed, grant it, Lord. Amen. So now Ruth hears this sadness. So you mean there's a possibility that I won't be your wife? That's right. There's a possibility that someone else will take me? That's right. And he's already married? That's right. And I would have to share the home with the World Council of Churches? and they're an illegitimate. I I would have to That's right. unless this man. Well, forfeit He's right. So it's up to Boaz to present the truth, full truth, full truth. But present it in such a way that it'll discourage the man. From wanting to follow through, is it? Watch this prayer. If he can get them to make them doubt your word is wrong and then go ahead and follow it just as to the letter. Then he tries to come along and afflict their body because he knows their body is still sin. But their soul is saved. Their body's got to go back to dust. But their soul goes back to God. So he tries to afflict that part when, listen to this, Satan knows, why do we still get sick? Why do we have all these prayer requests? Why do we have all these things within it? Because the devil knows he sees your navel. The prophet said when you see that navel, it's a sign of a renegade. Why does he torment our mind to a place that sometimes we feel like we're going to go crazy? We go through so much suffering. God, I can't take another day. I can't make another day, Lord, without your help of me. How can that be? And yet eternal life in our soul. Heaven already made a deposit in our soul and our mind even wonders if we're even savable. Our mind, has anybody ever go through that? You are even one of your mind, Lord, I've done cross the line. There ain't no hope for me. And you say, Brother Donnie, I think and thought, sure you do. Your mind He wants to claim as his own. I lay last Sunday morning in the hotel room where Carol and I were staying I was to preach the last service at Brother Ron's I lay there and I thought I don't want to go to church today I don't feel like preaching I'm so low I'm so weary of fighting I just don't think I can do it I just don't think I can do it. Brother Donnie, you're a preacher. Really? You think I needed you to tell me that? You mean preachers get to that place lower than most of you can even imagine? But I'm so glad, Brother Joel, there was something down on the inside of me that didn't listen to the outside part Aren't you so glad when you felt like you couldn't make it another step and another day there was something down, oh glory to God, there was something down on the inside of you that said I have begun this work in you and I will fulfill it, I will perform it, I will do it because it is my word. Aren't you glad he aggravates the outside? Oh he comes against the outside but there's something on the inside that says press on. Children, press on, press the battle. Listen to this true sign overlooked. This old body still belongs to Satan. And he knows that he'll take it at the end time. But this is the deal. He can't take it until God's ready. So guess what? I'm gonna make this old Roman mind what's on the inside. Hallelujah, my soul needs some hands to clap. My soul, as far as I know, ain't got no hands, no mouth, no ears, no tongue. So my soul sometimes need to borrow a human tongue. So when I get alone in the presence of God and the anointing of the Lord comes down after the service Sunday morning up at Brother Ron's and the Spirit of God came down on the office with three preachers back there shouting under the power of God and the Holy Ghost began to move into another realm. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost and be able to take a hold of your hands and take a hold of your eyes and take a hold of your ears and take a hold of your tongue and maybe take a hold of your thing every now and then and say, Satan, that you might have a claim on this, but right now, it's mine. It's mine. I claim my body for the purpose of don't you know why he loves this last part of a human's life the last part Lord God how many of I stood by how many of I stood I'm going to be the last one sometimes so your breaths go from the body how many saints have I buried since I've been here for 35 years and God keep death at bay until it's this time And when it's God's time, it's like Satan wants to come in and boy, he wants to attack. Don't you know hell must have been so elated in December of 1965 when hell was allowed to attack that prophet the way he did. And by what? A drunk. Notice this, he'll crash it and send it till the bugs of the earth will crawl into it and eat it up. But he'll never touch that soul. Listen, this is what it is, for it's the precious treasure of God. And through that life, like out of the leaf, it returns back to God. He'll give it. It'll come forth in the next season with a new body that Satan can never touch. seal, every man born of sex, born of sexual desire, he was in the original sin. Satan and Eve. Oh... And you imagine as Boaz tells her, dear, dearest, precious woman of virtue, I hate to break this news to you, but I cannot marry you. What? Why would you lead me on? No, no, I'm not leading you on. I must be honest, faithful, and true. There's one between me and you. Who is it? Your daddy. My daddy? Well, according to the history, Ruth was the daughter of the king of Moab. You mean my daddy, the king? No, Ruth. Your daddy, the devil. He knew if he could break into the original and only woman on the earth. If he could break the womb. It would taint every human being born from that time on. Can't you see the clarity of the virgin birth? If they ate apples the Lord Jesus could have come down the earth and handed out new apples. And that would have brought back redemption. Right, I mean fix it, fix it the way it came, but why did it have to be a virgin birth? Because it was a virgin loss. It was a virgin that lost her purity in the Garden of Eden and it must be kept by a virgin that keeps her purity. What's he done down through all the church ages? The exact same story when the Lord started a church and the devil beat him there and stole that virgin's purity but he's got one in the last days and he said she's not like Eve was. See, he will use her to prove the full word has been restored again. Let me find a place here to close. Notice again in Ruth 3.12. Now it is true that I am thine near kinsman, howbeit there is a goel. The word kinsman is to redeem. Act as a kinsman redeemer. Avenge, revenge, ransom. Do the part of a kinsman by marrying a brother's widow to beget a child for him. And a goel is one charged with the duty Of restoring the rights of another and avenging his wrongs (laughs) a close relative that pays the price one day the Lord God will avenge you of hell every devil that's tormented you will pay the price every time they've lied to you, every time they've afflicted you, your goel will make them pay. You see, so here we were, closer kin to the devil than we were to God by flesh. But by seed, we were closer kin to God than we were the devil. But how do you commingle the mystery of the seed and the flesh. So by election, we weren't even kin to the devil at all. By soul nature, we was not kin to the devil. We was always in his thinking. But yet by flesh he had to claim. Donald E. Reagan Jr., born July the 9th, 1956, and as soon as I started screaming, born to my mama, 19 years old, my daddy, 18 years old, the devil had claimed, and said, this is my child. I claim him but Jesus had already from his mouth breathed a little seed gene and when I went my representation was in (laughs) you ought to be rejoicing about right now the same thing happened to you I love the way the prophet says it this way, the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. Did you get it? Let me say that again. The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. People may be making like, think they are, but the real redemption is those that are predestinated because the very word redeem means to bring back. Is that right? To redeem something, to bring it, to redeem anything is bring it back to its original place. Hallelujah. So it's only the predestinated will be brought back because the others didn't come from there. You see, bring back,
1: bring back, bring back. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: So Boaz has to go to the gate. The gate is where the business transactions were carried out. In the Middle East. Actually in some of the ancient civilizations they still are to this day. So Boaz comes down and he sits there and waits. And he waits. And he waits. And here comes Tob the devil. I mean Tob. And he says, hold! Hold! Such and what? So he goes to laying out the whole mystery. And he says, I'll buy it! No problem. I've always liked that field. it's It's the most beautiful planet in the universe. As a matter of fact, I walked on it when it was in its volcanic ash state. I walked up and down it. Oh, you didn't know the prophet said that? Oh, yeah, he did. The devil walked on this planet when it was the echo skeleton phase. And whenever it was churning, burning hot lava, Satan walked up and down. The prophet said when Jesus died on Calvary, that them rocks begin to belch out from the earth. The devil's footprints was on them rocks. So he broke his back. Remember, footprints meant possession so from the core of the earth down deep beneath I don't know how far it was the Lord God caused earthquakes and nervous prostrations to come out of the earth and expose the devil's claim this is mine but he said well there's one thing about this beautiful blue dot to get it you gotta marry her And you'll have to bring forth a child to the original husband. Now you see, it wasn't just so much of marrying the woman. But when you took this type of a marriage, the first son that was brought forth had to bear the name of the original husband. So the firstborn between Boaz and all of that, the inheritance, all of the things that would go on, where would it have to go? To the original one. He said, man, I don't want to do it with that original word. You mean like they did on the day of Pentecost? Oh, Lord, have mercy. When they baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Oh, he said, I'd love to have that earth. I'd love to have that property. But you mean I gotta take rob too? You mean I gotta take Larry? I gotta take Nathan, I gotta take them sister, I gotta take Tim Pillett. Good Lord, no. I gotta take Ron Spencer, I've gotta take them bunch of holy rollers. You mean I've gotta have William Branham included in my group? Yeah, you gotta have William Branham too. I've gotta have Paul, i gotta have Peter, yeah, you gotta have all of them. It would so mar my inheritance as the devil to have a tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled, far-baptized preacher. There ain't no way in the world. It would ruin my honor among the demons. Let's read another quote here or two. Being eternal was him at the beginning. The eternal life that you had. His thought of what you was. Only he wanted you, he wanted me to stand in the pulpit, say. And he wanted you to sit in the seat tonight. Then we are serving his eternal purpose. And the one that left home, the only one the only come to the earth to serve his purpose, then after it's finished, it's brought back in the glorified state, matured, and brought back again. I'm going to read you another. I'm not going to ask for permission, though. And building our new place over here, Brother Michael and Brother Dave Swanson let me in on a mystery of the way some of the things have been happening over there. They said some decisions. that Maybe they couldn't get in touch with me or whatever to make. So they don't ask for permission. They ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Listen, devil. This is one reason why I can never be in your ranks. Poor old devil I feel sorry for. He didn't have enough wealth to buy me. He didn't have enough wealth to buy you. But I want you to listen to the wealth of our Lord Jesus. As the eternal Logos God was manifest in the Son and in Jesus to all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and that eternal one was the Father manifest in flesh and thereby gained the title of Son. Even so we, eternal in his thoughts now manifest in flesh are the sons of God. Even as we are so called. Hang tight now. We did not become seed by the rebirth. We were seed and therefore were reborn. Because we were seed is the reason we could be quickened in non-seed. There is nothing to quicken. So the devil had the claim on this, but Boaz's claim was a superior claim. It was the seed. Can I read another? Do I have your permission. Hold this carefully in mind. Now take the next step. Redeem means to buy back. It restores to the original owner. God, by his death, the shed blood, bought back his own. Praise the Lord. He bought back the spoken word seed bride. My sheep hear my voice word and they follow me. You always were a sheep. You never were a pig or a dog. Glory to God, turned into a sheep. That is impossible for every kind of life produces the same kind and there is no change in species. As we were in the thoughts of God and then expressed in flesh, there had to come a day Amen. We would hear his voice, the word, and hearing that voice become aware of our father calling us and recognize that we are the sons of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So here we stand today. The devil may want to make his claim on this body. You know why? This is no reproach to him. Don't you understand why he has no problem claiming this, bobbing this? This brings no reproach to him. It's that soul of yours. Why we get up with headaches and back aches and this and that and the other, sure, we can identify, that identifies with the devil. But when this is so down and so weary and so distraught, the inside says, you're more than a conqueror. Amen. Satan cannot identify, I said, where did they get that? That's not my genes, you're right on that who is it our father I love this it's amazing how many message folks don't even understand still yet to this day the, the parable of the prodigal son we heard his voice and cried out as did the prodigal son save me oh my father I am returning to thee so was the prodigal son once he left the father's house he become a pig really did he, he become a dog And then once he got back home, he'd become a a sheep again. He was a son just as much in the pig pen as he was in the father's house. But he was out of fellowship. Don't you remember that longing that you had when you was out there in the world? And you'd try a new drink and you'd try a new drug and you'd try this and that and the other. And all the time there was something in you calling from somewhere and you didn't know what it was. It was your father calling you. Then after you become filled with the Holy Ghost and say, what's the devil want to do? You're mine. You cross the line. Don't you see what he's trying to do? He's trying to talk you out of your spiritual position. Amen. But you need to stand right there and say, the best I recall, Boaz got me. That's right. So footprints meant possession. Uh-huh. We'll get to the rest of it, but just a little prelude. Whenever he comes right down to it, he said, then forfeit your right. I will take her. Because the shoe was signified with possession from the book of Joshua on. This is the way they did property exchange. So, Tob takes off his shoe and gives it over to Boaz. Boaz can walk around now because tobe won't be walking barefoot not on that hard ground he won't feel comfortable no more so he forfeits his right so you need to remind yourself of that shoe And you need to let the devil know ah you're barefooted ah that means you ain't got no rod on my soul get out of here you ain't got no claim on my soul you ain't got no claim on my children let's bow our heads together oh jesus lord i pray that you would help each of us today father lord god no doubt there's so many needs among your children right here father maybe sickness, disease, trouble, heartache, whatever it is, I ask you, Lord, that you'd help. That lying devil, he still likes to confuse our minds. He likes to pull our spirits down and make them weary. The soul, there's a big sign there, no trespassing. He can't get to it, but he still tries our memory, our conscience, our reason, our affection. See, taste, feel, smell, here. He sure knows how to do it. Lord God, I pray for each of them today that you would help them, Lord. I'm so glad today I don't belong to the kingdom of the devil. I'm so glad today, Lord, I believe there's people in this building and people around the world, they are no longer Satan's property. Oh, he may try to afflict them, he may try to make them sick, but you made a way even for that. You said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils the lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, would you touch every heart here today? With every head bowed, I wonder, anybody just say, Lord, remember me today. You know my need, Lord. Anybody, just raise your hand to God. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's in your spirit, and your mind is just so weary from fighting so many things, and you don't know what you're gonna do. Let your bow ass come through today and whisper his secret, Ruth, I secured you. I have bought you to be my wife. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, God. We worship you today, Lord Jesus. We magnify you now, Lord. We lift our hands in your presence, great Lord. We worship you. We don't belong to the devil no more. At one time he controlled our habits, our lives, our mouths. We talked his talk. We thought his thoughts. We lived his life, but not no more. We live the life of a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. Oh, we have our mistakes, our faults, and our failures. And Lord, we're dying, as Paul said daily, wanting to be crucified, Lord, that you can live through us. Grant it, Lord God. Granted, I pray today, Father. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we worship you now, Father. Can we just raise our hands in the presence of the Lord? Maybe Satan has spent an affliction on your body. Little Ruth, claim your healing. Claim your promise as a son, a daughter of God. A teenager, you young people. Satan tried to keep you from... What God wants you to have is I'm not worthy. Of course you're not worthy, neither am I. I'm not accepted because I'm worthy. I'm accepted because I accepted the worthy one. And that's the way you're accepted today. How could Ruth, a gentile, a Moabitess, how could she ever become the great grandmother of King David? Law would have kept her out. Boaz did not operate this work of kinsman redeemership under law. He operated it under grace. Law kept her out. Law would have kept David out, according to the scripture in Deuteronomy, for 10 generations, 400 years. It ain't no wonder David praised God. It ain't no wonder he loved to worship and shout. By the law, he wouldn't even allow to come into the house of God. But by grace, David was accepted in. Oh, Lord God, if it was by our works, if it was by the law, we would all be lost. But today, by grace... Grace, Father. We're crying out, grace, grace. The headstone comes crying, grace, grace. We don't bring our works, we don't bring any good things that we have done, but our testimony is grace, grace. Hallelujah, we're saved by the grace of God. We're kept by the power of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. Nothing that we have done, nothing in our hands that we bring before you, simply to your cross we cling today lord we worship you lord jesus oh hallelujah. hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah they can we sing he looked beyond my fault and saw my need oh lord jesus we worship you today father hallelujah Can we just worship him a little bit little ruse before you go amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace hallelujah hope y'all ain't been saved so long you don't remember grace we worship your name lord jesus hallelujah 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 we worship you today lord god oh we bless your name lord jesus can we just give him a praise offering you this morning some of you say boy i wish i had a thousand dollars i could give i wish i had this i could give you can take them two hands that he gave you you can raise them up in his presence and you can lift your voice and say, Lord, I love you. I worship you. Ain't nobody say that like you can. Ain't nobody can take your place in doing that. Just let him hear it from you. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I bless your name. You found me, my Boaz, when I was lost. You withstood the enemy at the gates before the witnesses. Hallelujah, you didn't go to the gates of Bethlehem. You went to the gates of hell, and you took the keys off of his side and raised triumphant over death's hell and the grave. So even our loved ones, as we take them over to the cemetery and bury their body in the ground, that's not the last time we'll see them, but they will rise up again. Hallelujah, because they lived a surrendered life to Jesus Christ. We worship you today, our Lord Jesus. The devil ain't got no love, but you are love. He ain't got no real power, but you are the power of God. He ain't got no healing. All he's got sickness and disease and trouble, but our Lord is mighty in power, mighty in love, mighty in wealth, mighty in goodness, mighty in all the blessed things of the great Adonai. And the devil ain't nothing but a poor old devil. He ain't got enough riches to bribe this bride. He ain't worth enough to pay the price that this bride is worthy of he ain't nothing but a poor old devil he ain't got no heaven he ain't got no love he ain't got no peace he ain't got no power he ain't got no resurrection well glory! he ain't got no living power of God after all he's a poor old devil but our Jesus is a mighty God he has all the healing he has all the virtue he has all the love he has the bride and the morning star, the first and the last. No wonder the devil can not redeem the bride. He ain't worth it. He ain't got enough treasures to even pay a down payment for this bride. Oh, but Jesus, Jesus, the mighty conqueror, hallelujah, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, he's a mighty man of wealth. He owns the heavens and the earth, hallelujah. He is the resurrection and the life. He spoke when there was nothing and the universe came into existence. Praise be to God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Oh, let's love him, children. Let's give him what the devil can't. Let's give him what Laodicea can't. Only a bride can give a groom bride love. Oh, glory. The church can love him with church love. I don't wanna give him church love. I wanna give him bride love. Oh, glory to God. We talk, we talk a different language. We talk redeemer language. We talk eternal love. We talk about, oh, hallelujah, eternal thoughts. That's bride love, bride worship, bride adoration. Oh, Jesus, we worship you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord of the harvest, come sweeping down, blessed God, minister to the hearts of your children today. Those that are home, Father, maybe they're sick or afflicted, that don't matter. The Holy Ghost can go right through their monitor as they're sitting there. The Holy Ghost can go right through their smartphone or go right through their computer. Minister to them today, blessed God. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my dear minister friend, Lord. I don't want to mention his name, but you see this brother, Lord, that contacted me before service, passing blood through his body. In the name of Jesus, may it stop right now. In Jesus Christ, hallelujah! In the name of Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. Oh, mighty man of war, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord is a man of war. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God, Adonai. We praise your name today, Lord Jesus. Take all we are, Father. Take all we are, may we be of some benefit somehow to your purpose on the earth, Lord. Use me, Jesus. Oh, use me, Jesus. For your purpose, Lord, take my life. to you and everything I do. Lord, I give it all to
1: you.
0: I am yours, oh Lord, I am yours, oh Lord, and everything I do. Come and get me, Lord, come and take me away from this awful place. We bless your holy name, Lord God. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah, for your name is holy. We bless your name today, Lord God, in your presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
1: Well, I sought the Lord. And he answered me, and delivered me from every fear. For those who look on him are radiant. They'll never be ashamed, they'll never be ashamed this poor man cry. And the Lord heard me and saved me from my enemy. who oh, fear the God surrounds his saying He will deliver. Let's magnify you this morning. I know you enjoyed the word this morning. Let's just remember our service Wednesday night. Just as we go, you thought I was worth saving. Can you pull that up for us? We'll just sing that as we go this morning. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life so that I could be free. I could be whole. I could tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life worth keeping You cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Oh, You sacrificed your life so I could be free I could be whole I could tell everyone I know You thought I was worth saving you came and changed my life you thought i was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought i was to die for. so you sacrificed your life so i could be free i could be whole i could tell everyone i I was worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought I was to die oh, so you sacrificed your life so I could be free, I could be Tell everyone I know You thought I was worth saving